All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, folks. Welcome to 2022. Yes, we are here through it all, through the trauma, the pain, the drama, but most of all, the triumphs. We are here in a new year. And today we are talking about plans versus ideas. Okay, so you're going to get a little bit of a rant today, but look it. If a person says, don't come at me with that new year, new UBS. Don't come at me with that. Just because it's a new year don't mean you're going to be different. Just because it's a new year don't mean you're going to lose the weight. Just because it's a new year don't mean you're going to get you a new job. You say that every year. Don't come at me. I don't want to hear it. Okay, first of all, if this person is normally in your quarter, corner and supporting you, they might have a point. And it might be because you are creating plans with no action behind them. So thus you have ideas, not plans. Now, if this person doesn't normally support you, but every now and then they want to rag on you because they think they have that right, move away from that person. Don't let anybody tell you that you cannot be in change. Change is going to happen regardless. You know, one thing I don't, I hear motivational speakers talk about this often, but one thing I don't ever hear anybody talk about is the earth. We do so much to stop the earth from being its best. The earth keeps on changing regardless. It finds a way to change its seasons regardless. Yes, because of global warming, the summers might be too long and some areas the winters might be long and fall is too short or spring is too short. But for the most part, the earth, it rises, and it falls every single day. And it brings us a new blessed year every single year. And every year we create something new to try to stop it from doing so. Not intentionally, hopefully not intentionally, but the powers that be is always doing something that's against what the earth wants to do. But the earth changes regardless. So to all the negative naysayers, why can't you or the person you're with be a part of that change. 365 days are going to go by anyway. So why can't we be a part of the change? I've said this in previous podcast episodes last year. So I'm going to say it again. You're going to work hard no matter what you do. Either you're going to be the people who, hey, I'm changing in 2022. You're going to work hard. Whatever you want to change, you're going to put some effort into if you're the people going, hey, I'm happy just the way I am. I'm not making any changes. Fine. You're going to work hard because everything's going to start changing around you and you have to work hard to stay exactly the same and fight to embrace no change. So it really does not matter what your ideology is. The result is you're going to work hard. I once had a client who said, I let someone talk me out of my weight goals. So the top of the year came in 2020 and she wanted to lose weight. So in 2019, she gained 30 pounds. And 2020 came, she gained another 30 pounds. And then 2021 came and someone talked her out of her goals to lose weight. Even though she was carrying 60 extra pounds, she didn't want. 
but her subconscious knew her desire, knew her heart, knew what she wanted. So she fought change all of 2021. She battled back and forth. She ate a cupcake one day, exercised another day. She would sit on the couch and get depressed, eating chips and didn't see my 600 pound life and you know, get up and start doing burp, burpees and crunches. And so what happened was she battled against what she wanted, but kept leaning in to what she wanted at the same time. She was being what I call defiant compliant, where you're upset and you're gonna defy what the rule or the regulation is or what someone told you. But at the same time, because you're a people pleaser, you're gonna be compliant with it. So externally, you're looking like you're defying it, but internally you are complying with it. Defiant compliant. So, she gets to the end of 2021. Guess what? She's lost no more than a pound or two. And she's all upset and she's beating herself up. She's like, I shouldn't listen. I shouldn't listen to the naysayers. I should have did it. I should have exercised every day. I should have worked hard. That was a should have, could have, would have game. And she's beating herself up. So I said, okay, hold up, stop. Let's look at this. And so what I'm about to do for you guys is what I did for her. I'm gonna put it in this, this whole phrase of what you need to do to turn your idea into a plan, into the SMART goals, right? If you never heard of the SMART goals, SMART is specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-based. Those are SMART goals. Personally, can't stand SMART goals. I did them for years in the HR world. I've helped people get through the SMART goals and it's it was just so hard to get through the SMART goals. So one day when I started coaching, they teach you the same thing. Hey, use SMART goals to help people achieve their goals, but use them the way the people need to be able to achieve them. So when I started coaching, I realized what was wrong with SMART goals, the way we had to teach them in our careers in corporate America. So when I was talking to Ms. Weight Loss, I asked her, what did you want to achieve? When you were having the conversation with the naysayer, what did you want to achieve, right? So this is the specific goal. She says, I wanted to lose 30 pounds. And I said, okay, but you gained 60. The year before you had 60, you had 30, and the year after you put another 30, so that's 60. And she said, yeah, but I wanted to be something I could achieve. So I figured I, if I gained 30 pounds in a year, I could lose 30 pounds in a year. It took me two years to gain 60 pounds. I said, that's reasonable. I said, okay, so how much time were you going to give yourself to do it? And she, I now I heard her give me the time, but I wanted her to make sure she knew what her time was. She said, I'm going to give myself a year. I said, okay, great. That sounds like a pretty good plan. So, you know what you want to do, you know, how much time you want to do it. You know, the goal is achievable. I said, okay, why is this relevant to you? Like, why do you care that you gain 30 pounds? And she said, my body aches. 30 pounds ago, I felt a lot better. But now my feet ache, my back ache. It's just, it's too much weight for my size. I said, okay, I can see the relevance in that. That's a good reason to hold on. So what she didn't realize, which I explained to her later in the session, was that's a SMART goal. But not in the sequence of SMART. So write this down, folks, for anybody that's literally in performance review time and it's time to write your new goals or it's going to be time to write your new goals. You can have SMART goals, but I wouldn't think about them in the same sequence as SMART. 
The first thing is being specific on what the goal is. What are you trying to achieve? The next thing I would do is map out the timeline. When do you want this goal achieved? And normally it's a year, because every, every employer normally gives you a year. They do a mid-year check-in and you have one year to achieve your goal, right? So those two are boom, easy. Find out what you want to do, smack a year date on it. You're, look, you're on your way. That's progress over perfection. You have two down. All right, now three to go. The next thing I would look at is the relevant. What's the relevancy of this goal? How is this goal going to help your situation? How is this goal going to help people? So if you're if you're speaking to your career in business, how is the goal going to help the organization? How is the goal going to help people? If you're speaking to your own life, how is the goal going to improve your situation? How is the goal going to make you better with people? The better, the happier you are, the more you can live in your purpose and give to other people. So that's your relevant. And then you go into your achievable. What can you do in this year span? So chunk this goal down. What can you do in this year span to make this goal achievable? And Miss Fitness, her achievable was to find out what type of exercise she naturally likes. Because if you're not a going to the gym person like me personally, I have no desire to be at the gym. I have an elliptical in my house. We have treadmills. I have a pool. I have all these different things. My journey likes swimming. So if someone said, if I told someone, oh, I'm going to go swimming every week, that go we're failing. We're failing. It's an outdoor pool. I'm, I'm not doing it. I don't really like swimming. We're failing. But if I tell you that I'm going to go walking or jogging every day, I really like that. I'm going to do that. It helps my mental clarity. It makes me happy. I'm going to do that. I got about 15 minutes in my day. I can jump on an elliptical. I can do that. But if I tell you I'm going to go to the gym, or I'm going to take a Zumba class, I'm not going to do that. So if going to the gym and the Zumba class is your thing, then do that. Don't do what's not your thing. That's the whole premise of this moment. Don't do what's not your thing. An achievable goal has to be what you're willing to do or what you're willing to learn. So Miss Fitness, she chose going to the gym because she didn't have space in her house to set up a, a workout station. And she really was like, if, she, if it's in her house, in the comfort of her home, she says she's going to make her feel lazy. She's not going to do it. But on her way home, she had to bring purpose to herself and say, okay, I have my gym bag. And I even encouraged her to have a backup gym bag. And what happens is if you have a backup gym bag and you forget one gym bag, at least you have the other gym bag. And then I told her, I'll say, now map out um, a Walgreens or a Rite Aid or some other small store, maybe even Target if you need to, where if you forget your gym clothes, you have to go and buy gym clothes. I'm not saying that for everybody. If you can't afford it, you can't afford it. But here's the purpose. If you force yourself to buy something, to go do something, and it starts to hurt your pocketbooks, you will get better at remembering your gym bag. I once had a client who had a similar situation and kept leaving her clothes at home to get to the gym. And I said, what's around you? And she was like, there's a Rite Aid on it. I said, hey, Rite Aid has yoga pants and t-shirts. And she said, yeah. I said, so the tennis shoes don't need to be clean, but the, yoga, but the workout gear gets stinky. She said, yeah. I said, okay. 
Every single time you forget your workout clothes, walk into Rite Aid and buy a new set of yoga pants and a, and a new shirt. Go work out. She did it. And over time, she said, hey, I have all the yoga pants I need now, but I'm tired of buying clothes. I said, you tired of buying clothes? She said, yes. I said, stop forgetting your clothes at home. Stop forgetting your gym bag. You can stop buying clothes. However, you still are on the road to weight loss and you've been living this journey for three months. Now it's been 90 days. It's a habit. She's addicted to working out and she's seeing results. That's achievable. Achievable in your SMART goal, that's your area of any means necessary. That's where you say, hey, I'm going to put a plan in for the plan. My plan is to go to the gym and I'm going to put my workout bag in my trunk and I'm going to every two days, I'm going to pull it out and wash it or every day. I don't know how much you sweat, right? But know yourself. Are you going to forget your gym bag? Yeah, I'm going to forget my gym bag. Okay, let's, let's put some backup clothes in there. I'm going to put a week's work, right? I'm not a gym person. I would probably need a month's worth of clothes in there because for the first 30 days, I'm going to find every reason not to go to the gym until I start to like it. And that might be you. You might be like, hey, Miss HR lady, I like the gym. I just have a commitment problem with going. Well, if you're going to go right after work and not go home, that's a great idea. But if there's no gym clothes in there, then put a month's worth of gym clothes in your trunk. When you get down to the last week of gym clothes, wash all your gym clothes, throw them back in the trunk. Or keep going to the store and buying yoga pants. There's also sweatpants at Rite Aid, guys. So if you guys got that problem too, keep going to the store and buying sweatpants. That's the achievable. That's you putting processes in place and saying, here's the plan. Here's the backup plan for the plan. I know myself. Here's the alternative plan to get me back on track for the plan. That's achievable. Now let's look at measurable. Here's the reason why I do not teach SMART goals in order. SMART goals spells out SMART. So after you look at specific, the first thing you look at is measurable. People get stuck every single time. And it takes me weeks to get them through measurable and achievable. Those are the two hardest letters to get a person through in a SMART goal. Why? Because the bookends, the smart and the time, those are obvious. I know what I want to do. I know how long I want to give myself to do it. Those are the easy questions. So I ask the easy questions first. Get you motivated. You know what you want to do and you know how much time it takes to get there. Cool. Look, that's progress. Progress over perfection, folks. That's progress. Yes. And then we get to the stinking measurable. It cannot be second because it derails people. You get to measurable and you're like, oh, um, well, how am I going to measure it? I guess I'm going to step on the scale every week or every day. No. Mm -mm. The hardest thing to do, and that's where the commitment lies, right? That's where the accountability measurable is where the accountability lies. It doesn't matter if the goal is about your job or about your own personal weight loss journey, anything you got going on in your life. When you get to measurable and SMART goals, that is where your accountability kicks in. Because now you have to take your one-year plan 
or however long the plan is, but for the purpose of conversation, your one-year plan, and you have to chunk that bad boy down and say, okay, how am I going to measure my success along the way? And then as soon as people think about, oh, I got to be successful on the journey of success, they start to, they critter brain start to freak out and they start to get in their feelings. So I call measurable progress over perfection. You don't have to measure your success along the way. If that's too much to handle, if that's overwhelming, then don't do it. Just make progress. And progress is not always cute. It's not always cute, folks. Progress get messy and nasty. And progress sometimes feel like you're failing, even though you're winning. Because it's not always going the way you want it to go. But that's progress. If you just keep pushing forward, remember Mother Earth, she's going to do her job. She's going to bring you a year, whether you like it or not. Earth is changing. Whether you do the goal, don't do the goal, Earth will always achieve its goals. At least we hope so. The year is going to turn. We're in 2022. I have a good feeling 2023 is going to show up on time. Okay? Earth understands smart goals better than anyone. Earth's measurements is the seasons. Some seasons are lasting longer because of global warming. Some seasons are shorter because of global warming, but they still happen. That's how we know Earth is rotating. That's how we know things are changing. We live our daily lives and then we see this physical change happen in our atmosphere. And we're like, oh, we're in winter. It's spring, yay, it's summer, oh, it's fall. We know that because of that physical change that's happening. That's Earth measuring the year. So you too can measure the year. You can measure it by month. You can measure it by quarters. You can measure it by weeks. It doesn't matter. Whatever your goal is. If your goal is weight loss, then I would say measure it by the month. If your goal is working and you're in your career and you're doing a project, then you're going to work on that project every single week. But I would have monthly and quarter goals for that project. Honestly, I have monthly and quarter goals for everything. That's just my thing. I'm a huge measurer. Once I learned to move my SMART goals around to get them in proper places, it makes it a lot easier to measure things. Why? Because I know specifically what I'm trying to do. I know what my timeline is. I know what its relevancy is to my life. I know what's my achievables, what happens when I'm achieving these goals. And now all I gotta do is live in my progress over perfection and measure. There it is. So instead of smart, you have strom, S-T-R-A-M. Leave measure at the end. Before you figure out how to measure, you need to first figure out what is your goal. What's your timeline on your goal? What's the relevancy of your goal? What's the achievability of your goal? And then measure that bad boy, measure it out. And now start. So Miss Weight Loss, back to the conversation with her. It ended with me telling herself to have grace for herself, to have gratitude for herself because Subconsciously, her desire stayed with her. She gained 30 pounds in 2019. She gained 
30 pounds in 2020, but she maintained the weight in 2021. So subconsciously, she was fighting for herself. Even though consciously she was, oh, I don't care. It, it is what it is. Subconsciously, she was fighting for herself. So I said, congratulations. You're halfway there. That's progress over perfection, folks. Did your goals turn out the way you wanted to? No. Is it because you put enough, you didn't put enough energy into it or you didn't gain help from other people or you didn't set out and create a plan? It doesn't matter why your goals didn't turn out the way you wanted them to. Look for the progress in those goals. Did you get somewhere? In Miss Fitness case, she got somewhere. She did not gain another 30 pounds in 2021. That's 90 pounds. That's 90 pounds she would have had to deal with. In her mind, she said if it took two years to gain 60, well, it took it would have took three years to gain 90. In her mind, it would have took her three years to lose 90. So I told her, hey, yeah, you still have 60, but congratulations. You don't have 90 pounds to lose. She was like, I don't. I was like, you're right. See, let's celebrate. So you want, I said, how do you want to celebrate? She said, hmm, what's a good way to celebrate not gaining 30 pounds? I said, let's uh, let's get a low-carb, low-fat smoothie, a little energy boost on your way to the gym. I said, today, today you just go to the gym just to go to the gym. And while you're on the treadmill or your, your elliptical or your favorite piece of equipment, you start thinking about strong. Let's get a specific goal. What's your timeline? What's the relevance? Why is it achievable? And now come back to me when you're ready to measure. I'll help you. 